have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on a giant list, unless we don't feel like it that week. <laughs> Sorry, Northman. <laughs> Today we got a special episode. We're in. We're into the summer now. We're we're hitting the big summer blockbusters, and we got a returning guest, one of our favorites, Nick from Australia, from Nick's Fix Flicks. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Cons. How are you? Yeah, we're Fantastic. good. And I'll introduce my co-hosts. We've got John. Uh, hello. And James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's bringing the, bringing the energy. And we're on the BFOP network. And today we are going to talk about Nick's pick here. Uh, Bad Boys 2. I think he's just trying to avoid Expendables 3 as long <laughs> as possible. Putting it off for as long as possible. Yeah. I just want to keep We're going to have to get back. to it because that, that fourth one's coming. Um, But yeah, so before we get into the movie, though, let's uh, we'll talk about some things we've been watching. And Nick, I'll go to you first. You've been Mm. watching anything good? Sink or sink or swim? Sink or swim? I've got one for (laughs) for each. My uh, swim's gonna be the Apple TV movie Cha Cha Real Smooth. I um I saw it at the Sydney Film Festival here in Australia, and I was like, fuck, that's a really good movie. Um. I had never seen Shit House. I don't know if you boys had seen Shit House by Cooper no. Ray. So it got like heaps of critical acclaim as one of those Sundance darlings. And then this is his follow-up film, and it's he's a Cooper Ray is a college uh, graduate with no direction in life, and starts being the party starter at bar mitzvah parties. And he meets uh, one of the mothers there who has an autistic doll, uh, daughter named Lola, and they sort of strike up a friendship, which is sort of like leading into a romance. But it's just one of those movies where. I don't know, maybe as, as like a guy in his mid-twenties sort of like related to some of the more dramatic elements. It just it left a real nerve on me. So I watched it again when it uh, came onto Apple TV Plus and loved it even more the second time. So it, I think I think it's been one maybe talked about in awards season. It just seems like after Coda came through last year and got the best picture. Oh, I yeah, think, all right. If Apple TV put some cash behind it, maybe. Didn't this win best picture at Sundance this year? It won something at Sundance. I know. I know. It got like a shitload of critical acclaim, but uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Nice. I haven't even heard of that. I'm I'm out of the loop here on this Dustin, stuff. That's because it's I'm actually too a, many it's watching a, too many Tubi movies. It's a good movie that's put out in an actual studio, <laughs> right? Unlike fucking Swamp Women Six or whatever shit you're oh, watching. Man, this is that week. a movie? Swamp- <laughs> I want to watch oh, yeah. it in the Swamp depths of Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta surf for a while before you find that one. <laughs> to be gold. 
anything else you've been watching? There? Yeah, I got a sync on there too, and it's been divisive already. But uh, I saw Elvis, the new oh, Buzz yeah. Lerman movie, uh, and I seem to be the only person, maybe in Brisbane at our screening, who didn't like the movie at all. Uh, Austin Butler's great. I mean, like he's getting the rightful amount of praise. He's pretty decent as as Elvis, and he sort of encapsulates everything about him. But I struggle with Baz Luhrmann movies. I just think there's so much style over substance and the substance is usually just a two and a half hour montage of something. And I was exhausted by the end of it. Like I I just did not have a good time with that one. So I'm going to say skip it, but now it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Like enough people loved it. You're just, uh, you're just a rebel in this case. I'm just, then. I'm just an old white critic, man. I just hate <laughs> yeah. things that people love. <laughs> what's your, what's your overall opinion on biopics? Like, wait, to, didn't mm. Baz Luhrmann make a movie about your country? Yeah, he did. He, yeah, I know, <laughs> I, and that was long and boring as well. So, I mean, he obviously doesn't give a shit. And about yeah, the us. bio, the biopic question is a, yeah, is like, a where, where do you stand on biopics? I. I struggle with biopics unless they're about athletes. I love sports dramas, <laughs> and that's basically it. Any boxing movie, any NFL movie. Uh, there's not many Australian sporting biopics, I guess, but, yeah, I struggle. Unless, they're, unless they've gone through, like, the absolute ringer, like the hardships in their life have been like, how did someone overcome this? I'm usually a bit like, yeah. Like, are you interesting yeah. enough to deserve a movie made about you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the biopic thing, and it's just, it always hits that same formula. I mean, it's hard, I guess, mm. to avoid that, but yeah, yeah, they get they get a bit tiresome. I'll yeah. probably end up seeing the Elvis movie, because my old man will probably want to go to it. <laughs> but uh, That's been the I'll majority you know of the reactions to my review, is like, anyone who is, you know, who grew up listening to Elvis's music, always, you know, 80s and 90s kids, are very much like, I really, I like, I can't wait to see it because of everything he has done in rock and roll so I, I get why people are excited i just think the worst part of the movie is the fact that it glosses over so much of his life like there uh, is how so he married much a child on. that the his movie career is completely <laughs> glossed over uh him actually getting to vegas and like getting fat and dying is really glossed over so <laughs> what yeah. they didn't want that part in the baz Luhrmann movie yeah how is, right, how is like his how's his manager treated in the film well, the, the whole the general movie is or from whatever his name is. Colonel Tom Parker. The whole movie is from his point of view. Tom Hanks right, is playing Tom is, is narrating the film. Uh, that guy's an absolute gigantic piece of shit who killed him. <laughs> so that's the whole like moral dilemma of the film is like, did you know, I did everything for Elvis, but some people think I was wrong. And it's just such a skewed fucking look at it that I didn't. And Tom <laughs> Hanks is playing him like a Saturday morning cartoon villain. He's got this weird accent. He's fat suited to the nines. Like I just, I don't get what they were going for at all. A little snidely whiplash. I have like no desire to watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't seem like a James Bond. I don't think I could give less of a fuck about Elvis. Um, Wait, anything else, Nick, or should we James, what have you been watching? I don't want to talk about Minions, The Rise of Guru, so you guys can go. <laughs> and I don't want to hear you talk about it. Oh, actually, I, I am curious. Uh, I'm thinking about taking my kids to that movie. So, is it good? For kids, yeah. And it's yeah, only kids. 80 minutes. Like, oh, I'll never hey, that tell you like that I did of movie. this. 
<laughs> I'll never tell Universal I did this. I slept through about 30 minutes of it at the screening, and it's only an 80-minute oh. movie, so I missed a lot. Um, All right, this is how we get our, never we tell our in with Universal. Okay? This is our in with we're gonna Universal. Sell, <laughs> we're going to sell you out. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot. I think uh, I watched some TV, uh, like The Boys in Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, other than that, I haven't had a whole lot of time. As the weather gets nicer, I, I have less time. So Yeah, doing some more outdoor family activities and, yeah, and exactly. stuff like that. So, so pass pass john right. what do you got for me i got a couple things um one a podcast um nick you should know about this guy i listened to the re- most recent dollop nick have you heard of the dollop no i haven't no the dollop so it's an Is american it an Australian history po- podcast no here's the thing though it's an american <laughs> history podcast uh by two comedians but they have a huge following in australia so they tour australia okay. at least one at least once a year um, so like they do like live shows there, like, uh, who, you know, Nick Cody is. Yeah. Yeah. The, I know the comedian Nick Cody. Yeah. 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 So like Nick Cody, like uh, the, whatever, like they do show, like shows with him and stuff like that. So I just listened to the latest episode on a character named Peter Brock. Do you know who Peter Brock is? I do know Peter Brock. Yeah. Uh, race, uh, race car driver here in Australia. Yeah. Who yeah. So like a few years when ago. you. When you were talking about like biopics, who would make a good biopic? Mm. Sports athletes. This guy's life is fucking insane. He's a complete nut job. <laughs> Peter Brock would make actually a pretty damn good movie. Like what he did in sport was pretty much like unparalleled, especially for motor car racing in Australia. But I mean, like, he wasn't with without, whole, you know. Oh, he was his a controversies. huge faults. Huge faults, but like pretty interesting guy. Did some crazy shit. Very. Really got heavy into crystals at the end. Um, Crystals? I didn't know that actually. No, like like, he started putting crystals in his race cars because he said that it would like make the cars better. It's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting, crazy guy. Yeah. So (laughs) if you don't like the doll, if you haven't listened to the doll up, it's a really good podcast. I've mentioned it before on the on the show. Um, The other show thing I watched was I watched the new. uh, Speaking of sports movies again, Adam Mm -hmm. Sandler Netflix movie Hustle. Oh yeah, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Mm. It's just a real fun. Yeah, it's, I've been hearing good things about it's that. It's like 45% montage. <laughs> Just guys, you know, pa- passing the rock, asking for the rock. Now you pass the rock. Throwing up the rock. Uh, and it was good? I liked it, yeah. I think I gave it like three and a half. It was letterboxed. Yeah, it's solid. Pretty, it's pretty I don't, good. I don't think that's a, a shitty enough Adam Sandler movie for me to watch. No. <laughs> no. It's not low enough on the yes. scale. It's got to be really like, uh, ridiculous so six. I've been reconsidering Adam Sandler these last couple of years and how I feel like I really missed out on the last 20 years of Sandler by not just like indulging in all of his like craziness like his <laughs> his uh what's it like dick and jay no uh what's um, the one where he plays uh, jack and jill jack and, jack jill. and jill right I, I think i'm gonna go back and watch all these movies especially since my kids are getting older mm. i think i want to go through and watch some of these movies again yeah watch the zohan don't mess with the zohan and i don't know <laughs> if it's if, i don't know if is this like is there like an adam sandler like renaissance like happening right now the reconnaissance well i always feel like he's on that he's kind of tipping back and forth right because he always he'll put out a bunch of shitty movies and then he'll put out 
you know, a good drama that everyone's like, oh yeah, Adam Sandler, he's he's kind of good. It's it's almost like he can do dramas, but he can't do comedies. That's anymore. not true because you should watch. <laughs> I watched that clip from Jack and Jill. No, I mean Al- anymore. I know, but the Al Pacino. <laughs> Where like we're considering Jack and Jill part of the good, the good is pretty page. fucking amazing. I, I I've heard that Zohan is actually pretty good. I saw Zohan and I don't remember it being good, but yeah, I don't know. You, you, it's so for what I remember, it's just it's so far out there. You have to just yeah be okay with it. Yeah, right. So I, I don't know. I'm thinking about reconsidering. I think I've mentioned this before. I'm just going to go through and watch all the Sandlers. I'm going to hit that. I I now pronounce you. Chuck, Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. Yeah, sure. What the fuck, man? Watch <laughs> Grown Ups again. I mean, again, I've never watched it. Watch Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2. <laughs> well, I'll, I can't wait to hear your weekly reports I'll on, sneak on this in Sandler a Paul Blart experiment. This is I'll a new watch, podcast uh, waiting to happen. The Happy Madison yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch Paul Blart Mall Cop, and then I'll watch um, Observe and Report back to back. Ooh, and see which, <laughs> which one's really the better picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I watched. I watched that. I, I didn't really have anything that I watched that was bad, because um, I didn't really watch much else. Uh, so I started watching uh, Old Horses again. Speaking of uh, Apple TV programs, it's like a spy show. I don't even think I've heard of that one. It's like Gary uh, it's Oldman, isn't it? Yeah, Gary Oldman's in it. Okay, he plays a. He plays what I think Gary Oldman's probably like in real life, kind of an asshole, <laughs> old piece of shit. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I don't know. I heard Gary Oldman's like kind of a not a not a great guy. There, there's been some stories. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, not really anything else. So I mean, I just kind of want to get to the movie today. But before we do, we have to listen to your diatribe on. Yeah, I got about fifty things. No, I just got, I'll hit a few. <laughs> um, so I watched uh, Mad God. Nick, did you see Mad oh, God? I did watch that. The Phil Tippett movie. Yeah. Yeah, Phil Tippett, the special effects guy. He's been working in the industry for many years. He's been making this stop-motion animation movie for over 30 years, and he finally put it out. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it is crazy, yeah. How, I mean, how do you describe this thing? You don't. It's like-, like, it's not really anything. <laughs> there's no... There's a plot, right? There's a story of one yeah. man trying to blow up this place but it's not told through dialogue <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no no real dialogue it's a fever dream ultimately yeah it's just a real trippy fucking odyssey that he goes on into what seems like hell kind of it, it kind of made me think of like fritz lang like metropolis a little bit mm. and like uh jean-pierre junet the guy that did like uh city of lost children uh, have that kind of vibe our guest dustin What's that? Oh, I know movies. <laughs> I know movies. I've seen some movies. I'm trying to also like James early Tool music videos is, came to mind when I was watching this. Um, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. But it, man, it is it's fucking a trip for sure. I do feel like it'd be better if you smoked a J or did some mushrooms first or something because it's just nutty. But uh, I also watched Crimes of the Future. The latest Cronenberg. Another one, Nick. Have you seen that one? I haven't watched it because it doesn't have a release date in Australia yet. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's over there. I think we're waiting for those middling reviews to die down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I guess it's. Uh. People are a little all over the place with this one. I. I did like it. I didn't. I didn't think it was amazing or anything. But um, he's kind of like st- still pondering some of the same questions that he did in like Videodrome and 
like Existence even and stuff like that. This, but, this um, is a remake of one of his own films though, isn't it? Like, yeah, he had an early, right. like, like a very early movie. I think it was like a short film that right. this is based on, but it's, uh, it's got some, it's really interesting for sure. Uh, definitely not for everybody. Like it's fucking out there. He's talking to you, James. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, yeah, this is a movie. I don't see James, like a, like a James getting into for sure, but it's very strange. Like, it's well, it's not an insult. It's just this, not I a James the, type of movie. I just like how James is like your barometer for everyday America. Look, he's gonna watch yeah. the Adam Sandler. <laughs> James is a fly. James is the definition of a flyover state. Um, I don't know. In like, your brain, it's fucking weird, and you I almost feel so like nice. I have to. I almost feel like I have to watch it's it again. Not me, James. I believe in you. <laughs> it's Dustin. Yeah, it's just me. Dustin's the villain of this story. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Was uh, anyway, yeah. So like the the machinery in this thing is really cool. Like the weird technology they have and stuff, and all the performances are good. It's very weird. Kind of hard to follow every idea he's trying to get across in it. So I feel like I will have to watch it again at some point. But it it is a movie where it's like I don't have the energy to like watch that again anytime soon. It's gonna have to be five years down the road or something before I revisit it. But it was intriguing for sure. Uh, and then the last thing I'll mention is I my my. My destroy. I watched uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I don't know. I just I can't. I just can't anymore with these Marvel things. Like it's not bad, really. It's just I don't know. Like the way they look and feel, and even though it's Sam Raimi, like yeah, some Sam Raimi stuff kind of pops out now and then, and you're like, oh, that's kind of fun. And there's some, you know, I don't know, somewhat creative uh, stuff going on in the, some of the action and stuff, but. Overall, I just, I don't know. I cannot get into these things anymore. Like, it's just not moving the needle for me. So is so. everything, everywhere, all at once, the multidimensional movie of the year? Oh, absolutely. Oh. It blows this out of the water. This, yeah. th- I think they spend time in, like, two different universes in this movie. <laughs> so I was like, multiverse? Okay, well, let's, you know, <laughs> could have done a little more with that. What, what about that there great are some scene cool where they flash through, like, 20, and they're like, they go through, like, 20 different multiverse places right, or whatever really quickly. and you're like there you go guys the, there, there, what yeah, you've been you waiting for <laughs> yeah you saw Doctor Strange as paint um, <laughs> so and like then, I don't that's know that's the one where he goes like uh, where we paint is like oh yeah that's funny because I just saw you do that good one Marvel. right <laughs> a moment ago yeah like I don't know it's either like Sam Raimi I, I imagine is you know very restrained by how Marvel movies are produced here so he's just his his, you know, unique flavor is just barely showing up to me, I thought, uh, at times. I would argue but, as well, I'll, though, this was the most hectic Marvel movie, though. Like, if, you, if you're looking at the yeah. spectrum of every other Marvel movie, this is probably, like, the scariest and the most violent out of all of them. Yeah, I guess it is. But, like, I don't know. I mean, Endgame and shit had, you know, dark True. stuff in it, too. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yes, is it is it a little wackier than most of the Marvel movies? Yes, but mm. is it like a really removed, unique Marvel movie? I don't. I didn't really feel like it was personally. How's that accent treating you? What Benedict? I hate it. In the first yeah, that's movie. the other thing. I mean, <laughs> this movie did have a long way to kind of work with me to try to get me over on its side because I just do not care for Benedict Cumberbatch. But also, this movie was like, oh, by the way, if you haven't watched WandaVision go fuck yourself <laughs> like yeah like a whole part of the huge chunk of this movie is based on you having seen that which i haven't so 
uh yeah i i don't know i i didn't hate it like it's not terrible it's just i just i'm worn out by these things i guess so but anyway enough about that let's talk about a really good movie (laughs) fuck yeah nick's pick of the week here bad boys 2 let's roll a trailer since 9-11 we've gone high tech over the water so the dope runners have gone low the biggest shipment on record is coming in tonight and we want to know who's behind it what can go wrong with that with you alive i can't be in a gunfight every day we just want to talk you want to talk they can't hear you because they're still shooting at you you all right, man? Bullets, man. No. You didn't tell Marcus about us. No. Mike, he's my brother, okay? Don't be scared. Whoa, hey, I ain't say I was scared. <laughs> Just something wrong with your brother. Mike, did you notice when we left, everybody was dead? No, no. We didn't kill the one dude. This has got to be the worst, most emotional cop week of my life. Yeah, it's been a little rough. The United States does not negotiate with hostage takers. This is not just a situation. It's my sister. I don't want to know what you guys are cooking up. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. So I'll just read the synopsis really quick, and then we will go to Nick and find out why the fuck he wanted to watch Bad Boys 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Bay, 2003. Uh, starring Will Smith, of course, Martin Lawrence, Gabriel Union, Jordi Mola, Peter Stormare, Joe Pantoliano, and more. Uh, Out-of-control, trash-talking buddy cops Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry of the Miami Narcotics Task Force reunite and bullets fly. (laughs) Mike Lowry? Lowry. Mike Lowry. (laughs) Cars crash and laughs explode as they pursue a whacked-out drug lord from the streets of Miami to the barrios of Cuba. But the real fireworks result when Marcus discovers that Playboy Mike is secretly romancing Marcus's sexy sister. Oh, that's the synopsis. (laughs) That's the most fucking horny synopsis. Michael Bay might have written this synopsis himself on this one. Is Michael Bay in the movie? Laughs explode, it says. Yeah, Michael Bay shows up. They, like, want to try to jack a car from him at one point. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so, Nick. You're you're weird, he says, or something like that. Like... (laughs) Like, it's comedic genius. What made you want to do Bad Boys too? Is it just because you're good buds now with Michael Bay, and we know you? Hey. We know you got to interview him recently. Hey, look, I'm not a name dropper, but uh, <laughs> me and Michael Bay, pretty tight now. Uh, I zoomed him. He was in his backyard in Miami, massive feature uh, pool and whatever the fuck looked like a classic Miami house. Probably actually looks like the uh, house in Bad Boys too. Was, just was, like, was there like a fountain of like a girl doing cocaine while <laughs> peeing into a guy's mouth or something? Because that's so, how I imagine. <laughs> literally, so weird that you say it like that because it's the only thing I looked at through the whole time during the interview. But um, I spoke to him <laughs> for ambulance and um, I felt very like, you know, honored because I said I grew up watching Bad Boys 2. I was like maybe like nine or ten when this came out. Uh, or when it came out on, on home video. So I was watching it heaps with my brother and I was like, I grew up watching it and I loved it. And he just 
started complimenting me on how much I loved Bad Boys 2. I'm like, well, sorry, I'm here to talk about Ambulance, Michael. Shut up. Let me talk. Um, <laughs> really took Straight control power of power you. So it came out move. when you were nine years old in Australia. I mean, that's so that the only thing he respects. It came out yeah. in like 2015? What's this? 2003. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> um so I, I grew up loving it and watching it and it's obviously got like a bit of a like a it's mark on action pop culture like we I think about the Hot Fuzz reference where it's like have you seen Bad Boys to a Point Break or which one do you want to watch first so it's obviously got like some form of Michael Bay influence over over action and over Hollywood and I loved this movie as an 8 year old as a 27 year old <laughs> I see, I see a, little, a few more flaws in it now than, than I did back what? then. So, yeah, who would have thought that that as I slowly, but very slowly mature, that I could start seeing the fact that maybe this isn't the greatest movie I thought it was. Before we get into this movie, you brought up Ambulance, a movie mm. that we talked about on this podcast. Yes. That, a movie that I personally loved, mm. and I believe James felt very differently about I, I thought it was okay. Where did you fall? Like, I, I, I thought it was the second coming of like blockbuster action movies. So I, I mean, I, I'm the one that held it in like a very high regard. James, I think held it in more of a, he re- was kind of eh, reasonable. Yeah. James was more reasonable about it. Where, where did you fall? I, I'm more with you, John. I, I really, really fucking enjoyed this movie. I think for me, action at the moment to me only seems to fall in one category or with one character. And that's like the John Wick style of action. It's got to be hectic, you know, gun actors doing their own stunts. Uh, whereas I felt like this felt more like a blockbuster. It has insane car chases, uh, ambulance, does, sorry, yeah, insane car chases and explosions. And the plot is so ridiculous uh, <laughs> and out there that I was like, Oh, I'm on board with this. This feels like a movie that I haven't seen in 15 or 20 years. Uh, and it, I mean, it makes sense that Michael Bay's made it, right? That sort of was his bread and butter back in the early 2000s. So uh, I think keeping it as like a self-contained story too, not many locations, arguably like two, a bank and an ambulance, uh, sort of like reined him in story-wise, which then allowed him to go a little bit more batshit with the action. But I, I really liked Ambulance. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it was kind of a fun, I don't know, it was weird because like we talked about it too when we did Ambulance, like... I was never a huge Bay guy, but I liked his early movies when they came out, and mm. it just felt like a return to that kind of form, and it yeah. ma- and it did feel refreshing because we've like you're saying like there's not many types of action movies we're getting anymore, and yeah, I love the John Wick stuff, yeah. but it's fun to have some options, and we just don't mm. have a lot of options. We got Marvel, we got <laughs> yeah John Wick, and then that's well, kind of it. And it, and when you're thinking about car chases, normally or action involving cars you think fast and furious which is now at a point where it is so ridiculous that it feels outside right. of the realm of possibility whereas ambulance i was like yes i know everything's exploding and explosions are coming out of just anywhere possible like that it possibly like <laughs> physically couldn't but at the same time there was still this kind of grounded element to i was like oh i could imagine like an ambulance chase happening and these cars right. rolling over and flipping over there was like some level of grounded uh, nature to it well, like Fast and Furious movies are like Michael Bay without the uh, let's see, the like, double cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> double yeah. cocaine. They, it's just it's like to the extreme. Almost. On souped up MDMA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't think I've ever been a Michael Bay fan, and I don't think there's there's movies that I'm like, okay, like I I I get it, like I, but I fall more to the John Wick, mm-hmm. and where I want to see, you know, the hand to hand, the actors doing their own stunts, all that kind of stuff. Mm. The the explosions, like in in ambulance and in bad like. Bad Boys 2, it, it was kind of nice to watch it because I haven't seen it in a long time. But, uh, and there was like stuff that was, is like insane. Mm. Um, and just when you think it's over, it's like, no. <laughs> like, this it. is the beginning <laughs> of this scene where it's going to get even more insane. So it gets kind of ridiculous to a point of like. This movie is like. It's like, like there's no way this is ever gonna happen. <laughs> no, this movie. So to, what? to bring it back to Bad Boys, though, like mm. this is uh, a a Tubi plot. This is a uh, Steven oh, yeah. Seagal plot. Yeah, there is not a whole on lot on the page here in terms of plot. Multi million dollar action movie, like the everything that happens in this movie is so fucking stupid <laughs> and so ungrounded in any type of reality, which is totally cool. I mean, that's what action movies are, right? In a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But it's just like so ridiculous. Like, we'll get into it about the, all of a sudden the CIA is involved at the end. <laughs> all of a sudden, at the very end, the CIA is in, interested in a Cuban drug lord in Miami. Like, what the fuck? Why would... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, and that's why it's like, as soon as they go to Cuba, it's like, okay, yeah. you have completely <laughs> lost me now. Like, what, why? You didn't like that Guantanamo Bay sequence? Uh, when the, the bodies are flying out of the back of the fucking... <laughs> yeah. They're all in the back. Okay. Like, I mean, I like that. You gotta find a starting funny, point like, here. Insane, yeah. It is, but like, like I, it's so much. It's so much uh, more well done in like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with yeah. like a single mm. body than mm. it's done with like. And of course, they have to be obese. Like, mm. it's, <laughs> I think that Michael Bay is just like he's the he's like the impetus. Like he he he's he's taken all of that like. Oh, you think that you shouldn't make fun of different groups of people? I'm going to make fun of all of them. All of them. I hate women. I hate obese people. I hate ugly people. I hate gay people. people. I hate gay people. I hate Latin Americans. I hate... Yeah. You know what I love? <laughs> Fucking uh, the military industrial complex and um, blowing shit up. So wait, John... You know, you just talked about glowingly how much you enjoyed Ambulance. I, I'm getting a different sense from you about Bad Boys Ambulance, too. Ambulance fucking ruled. <laughs> I mean, they're cut from the same cloth, though. Like, yeah, it is so. They they are, but it, I'll say Bad Boys Two feels a lot more mean spirited on yes. almost every level. Like Ambulance had a gay character, so Michael Bay is just out there being the savior that cinema needs right now. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Community, right? Yeah. That's, exactly. Yeah. Look how, look how much he's grown since up. Bad Boys Two. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think what happens also is that you have a restricted budget and you don't have. I mean, yes, Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously huge actor. Was he as big mm. as Will Smith at his peak? No, probably not. Probably not. The other thing nah, that's different nah, is, is sure when we're talking about the different types of um, uh, uh, 
action genres. We also talk about, and I talk about this all the time, and I get that, is the action hero who's unwilling to get hurt, the action hero who always has to mm. win. Whereas in in Ambulance, Jake Gyllenhaal, by far the most famous person in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not playing that type of character, whereas... Like for the most part, in what you have in modern film, modern action movies of that type are like characters like The Rock or Statham or whoever, or who, Will Smith, yeah, or Will Smith who like can't get too damaged. But that's why they got Martin Lawrence there, so he can get shot in the ass I think and that, stuff like that. And you <laughs> yeah. have to understand, I was a, I was way bigger of a Martin Lawrence fan at this when this oh, came out totally. than I was a Will Smith fan. I love Martin Lawrence. Blue Streak. Like I <laughs> own Streak. these. I own these movies. I, on VHS. Yeah, I watch this, and I want to watch Blue Streak. I want to watch. Blue, I'd rather watch Blue Streak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's use the first Bad Boys as a jumping off point, really, to get into this. Because where's Taylioni? Yeah, where's Taylor? Yeah, we are you a, are you a bad? I assume you're a Bad Boys One fan, Nick. Oh God, yeah, yeah. This was a, often a double feature. We, you know, we'd go down to Blockbuster and, and rent out. Me and my brother would rent out both quite frequently and watch them back to back. Bad Boys One that's, easier that's, to that's get a through. It's also hours, two and a half hours long. Uh, yeah. So, but I think we liked Bad Boys Two more growing up because of how batshit crazy it was. Like I right. think. Yeah, 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 I mean, and in fairness, yeah, it's got ecstasy boobies and explosions. And for an eight, got nine some year old kid, shots. that's Speaking all of life ecstasy, is about. <laughs> yeah. when, I think yeah. when Martin, when Martin Lawrence accidentally takes ecstasy yeah. and he's at, he's at, uh, what's his name's house? <laughs> yeah, Joe Pantoliano. Uh, yeah, Joey Captain. Pants's house. I laughed out loud <laughs> several times when he's up next to the when he's up next to the statue and, yeah. he, and he pulls like, his shirt in take to expose his, his nipples. <laughs> that shit was fucking. I, I, I got to admit, there were I laughed several times while watching this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of humor that falls on its face too in this, like just you know one-liners attempts or jokes between them that don't really work, but. Normally those one-liners are coming from Will Smith, too. I I found Will Smith is not... And they, like, weirdly enough, Martin Lawrence is the comedian out of the two. Like, more, I would say more so than Will Smith. Why would you give most of those one-liners in the script to Will? Like, I know you're trying to make him the cool... He probably demanded demanded them, yeah. He wanted to have some funny one-liners, too. He just had that open palm ready to go. Yeah, I was going to say, with with the... With the uh, with with the sobering of time, uh, and watching this film, do we did we always see the slap coming? Now <laughs> we should have seen we should have seen it coming <laughs> because I think it was always there, just under the surface. Honestly, I feel I feel like I was tricked into watching a Will Smith movie because I wasn't planning <laughs> on watching any Will Smith movie because I have no. Ever uh, James finally took a stand. Took a stand. Yeah. No more. No more. Will no Smith. more Will Smith. He still watches Mel Gibson movies, but he's fucking. <laughs> what's Will wrong Smith? with What's wrong with Mel Gibson? I don't understand. Yeah, what's the controversy there? What's the, yeah. <laughs> he made a movie about uh, Jesus? He's great. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It. It just. I definitely look at him differently. Now watching, this yeah. Movie. Well, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard not to think about it, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Slap. Yeah. Yeah. Is this because it was a recent, a relatively recent? Thing, I actually but... was joking. I never even thought about it. Really. I did think. I did think of it at the beginning when I first started the movie, when they're <laughs> in the white, the <laughs> white the power, the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember love. Okay, so speaking of being younger, I was what uh, this twenty early twenties when this came out, like 21, 20, Okay, somewhere in there. 
I fucking love that opening scene <laughs> when they whip the robes off. Yeah, and the cameras are spinning. I around. thought that was Classic so fucking Bay. cool. Like I, like I, 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 it's really weird now in retrospect that Henry Rollins is the fucking yeah leader right SEAL team. That the guy SEAL is, team leader. And then he just disappears for go the rest write some of the movie. Poetry, Henry. Like, <laughs> go do some. Yeah, go I, do some spoken some poet, word. Spoken word. Yeah. This shit sucks for you. But even in that opening scene, it's just it's so weird that there's like there's so many cops, like so many cops, <laughs> and it's like you know but it all comes down to Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, but they're like they're in their water, like they're Navy SEALs, and like they're in the boats. They got helicopters. They're ready to go. Yeah. And this is this is apparently it's, for it's a the, the police fund. The police have not been defunded in this no, movie. No, no, and it's for like a mid-level drug bust. They're like mm, the clan might be selling some ecstasy. Like, yeah. where do you go? Where where do you go? Like, hey, let's get the whole fucking military yeah. out of here. Yeah, but how many frogmen do you think boys. we need? Yeah, let's put like uh, I don't know. Let's put like maybe a dozen, half a dozen frogmen in. Uh, we'll get them. We'll get them some. Hey, you got boats. You know the yeah, boat choppers, that you're following. We're just gonna let that fucker go. Yeah, uh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> the handoff. Who gives a shit about that? Uh, anyway, well, your comms. Your comms are garbage. <laughs> how yeah. good that, that that they're like? We spent oh. twenty bucks on the comms. A, a cross gets lit on fire and they're like, oh, fuck, we can't see anymore. Just take your night vision off. Yeah. Oh, I've got <laughs> flares. I've got flares. It's like, where the fuck? Did you, did you go to, like, cop school, like, in my hometown? Like, where, who trained you? Like, my dad? Because, like, my dad can do as good as you. Um, I, I, I do. I still, still, still chuckle a little when Martin Lawrence does his uh, trying to sing the Bad Boys theme song. Oh, I chuckled yeah. the first good. time. <laughs> Yeah, I chuckled the first time. I smiled the second time. Not at the By end. By the third, not at the I end. I was like, "Cut the shit out, Michael." It's getting a little over the top. But but speaking of things they do a lot, you could really have a fun drinking game if you did a shot every time they say "woosah" in this oh, fucking God. movie. Oh, only, only Martin says it. No, no, the chief nah. says it. Um, oh, Will Smith says it a couple that's times. His yeah. And Martin says it like eight hundred times in this movie. So. <laughs> Um, it just I think gets going a lot. They're obviously trying to go for that, like, um, lethal weapon. Oh, for I'm sure. getting too old for this mm. shit. Like, yeah. vibe. Or like the Seinfeld bit. Serenity now. Serenity now. Right. Yeah. Like they're in their, they're in their bag. They're in their like old black cop bag. <laughs> like, and also like, I don't want to get into this, but like they use the N word in very specific scenes. Mm. Like, in the scene with the um, with the uh, the young man Reggie. who comes to pick up his daughter. Okay, I got to admit, I I laughed through that scene. I, <laughs> and it's such a t- like a typical like cliched scene, but young, I don't know, young Reggie. I yeah. don't know. I laughed. Uh, I thought Reggie was by far the funniest <laughs> part of that scene. Like he's perfect. <laughs> I couldn't help. I couldn't help look at Will Smith's finger on the trigger. Yeah. So could I. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, he's pointing the gun. It's like, <laughs> dude, man. Like they, well, I think that movies now, like good ones, they pay so much attention to stuff like that because, like, mm. as audience members, we're so much more attuned to things like that. Yeah. Where, I mean, I, I, we've brought this up. I've said it a million times. Way of the gun, like, showed you that, like, firsthand when he's got the gun on. 
Oh, you're not giving Will Smith enough credit here because he's playing <laughs> a character who is playing a character, and that character would absolutely have his finger That's, on the trigger. <laughs> fuck the actor of a generation. Jesus Christ. Exactly. This is an Academy Award winner so, we're talking about. So what you're telling me is if you look closely, there's no clip in that gun. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to watch it again. We're going to have to and just try to find B-Boy's got two and a half hours, so if you want to go through it again. It's Absolutely. funny about that, that scene, though, because like I was just doing like I was just reading up on the movie while I was watching it, and Roger Ebert, right, came out and he said, the needless cruelty of this scene took me out of the movie and into the minds of the makers. What were they thinking? Have they lost so much touch with human nature that they think audiences will like this scene? That's Whoops, sorry, scene? Roger. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the one that really offended him? <laughs> I'm like, that's... I mean... They take- <laughs> yeah. wasn't like the dead uh i don't know the dead girl with the the fake boobs on the on right? the gurney no that's or, hilarious that shit's hilarious oh, no. oh, oh, right. it's uh, funny okay yeah. right. sorry wasn't I the forgot. wasn't the wasn't the cadavers falling out of the car and getting run over and their heads popping yeah, off Ebert was a bit of a fucking uh you know he, he i think he probably frequented some of those Wee herman uh <laughs> theaters you know like he, i think I, I, that's the vibe I got from him. I still love him. Okay? I love him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, you know, like Ebert and Siskel and Ebert had that. Like they hated slasher movies and stuff, and they always talked about how fucking terrible yeah. they were and stuff. But didn't they hate the thing? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck them. Yeah, they, they <laughs> Fuck famously them. like re- called it like very gory and over the top, and now it's like considered what one of the greatest horror films ever made. So yeah, I I, uh, I was just saw an article that said Ebert didn't like, this, like Die Hard. You guys on this weekend, I think it was uh, <laughs> really there forty years ago. The uh, Blade Runner and the Thing came out. Oh yeah, yeah. wow! Can you yeah. imagine They've Blade Runner and the yeah. Thing both yeah. coming out, both bombing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and the thing the thing they've been doing those fathom uh, screenings in America like they're showing it for its 40th anniversary oh man I'd love to see it in the theater mm. yeah that would be great unfortunately I heard that the fathom things they they were just playing it off of uh, a DVR and this and the quality <laughs> was absolute dog shit oh fuck I'd be pretty yeah that sucks <laughs> but anyway that's getting off track uh yeah, so after the... Uh, I thought it was funny at the end of that Ku Klux Klan sequence, Henry Rollins' character says, Oh, that's it? Two bags of ecstasy? That's a lot of cop work, he says. A lot of cop work. Well, I was they're like, using that's, the, a, that's a weird the vernacular. Proper, the proper... Uh, <laughs> that's actually how cops talk. That's the proper terminology? <laughs> yeah, that's... um. Man, it's a lot of cop work down the drain. Yeah, cop work's <laughs> kind of a catch-all for, you know, like, roughing up poor people. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, wasting Jesus. money. <laughs> what did you guys think of this villain we get introduced to? Uh, this, I don't know, this I Cuban. Think he's so fucking funny. <laughs> I think he's funny. Awesome. Yeah, actually. <laughs> he rules at the end when he's like in Cuba and he's talking to his daughter and it's the fucking Last Supper. The Jesus, he's like, yeah. hey, what's this uh, painting all about? Why is this called The Last Supper? He has it's no like, idea. He has no idea. <laughs> like, this guy is so fucking out of touch. Like, that's funny. Like that's I mean, that's a funny thing to happen, and then he's all he wants is fucking angels shining down on him. Yeah, like that, I don't know. I think that's. that's I did brilliant. think that was funny, and I thought and the stuff with his mom was funny too. When he kills the one guy, and it's like his cousin or whatever, and he shoots in the head, and the mom comes out on the balcony, and she's like, "Oh no, 
what happened? And he's like, oh, it's very sad. Like, Juan killed himself or whatever. He's like holding That's, a gun yeah. in his hand. He's like, and he's like, she's like, oh, no. What, write a letter to his mother. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so absurd. He also always looks like he's going to cry. Like, yeah. he just has that facial expression. Just like a that's... constant look like he's about to break out in tears, yeah. Yeah, it's, he's it's just, like, like, so exhausted. Emotional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's okay. sweating all the time. He fucking rules. He's great. Um, <laughs> the, the two other cops are also great. Yeah, like, the guys from the first movie that they always, like, have the back and forth with. I think those guys are so funny. Um, when they're having the argument in the uh, in the ambulance, ambulance about who should run into the <laughs> into the mortuary because they both have too many um, strikes against them from complaints by like I'm guessing citizens. Right. They're like, no, you fucking do this. Yeah, no, he's like, I was up in front of the board like last week. Or whatever. <laughs> it's like everybody in this movie is an absolute garbage cop. <laughs> Apparently, they 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 talk about in the film how they've tried to arrest the bad guy in this film. Um, like dozens of times and every time they try to arrest him he sues the department and, and he wins, wins. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like and then the, the sergeant is like Joy Pants is like no you can't do it so then Will Smith goes to a judge he gets what he calls a sneak and peek which yeah. he thinks okay I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go in and they're gonna like <laughs> be like hey we have a warrant we're allowed to look around we're allowed to touch anything no 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 <laughs> it's a clandestine operation involving night vision goggles and five people they're gonna break in like in what world does any of this hold up so I can't tell if they're trying to be like we're in earth <laughs> or if they're just like in Steven Seagal earth well, like most of the action movies we watch, like the cops always go outside the the lines of the law in order to get the guy. But this one, they really fucking they, do well, yeah. everything illegal they can. Like they get the tech guy and then they're like, yeah, just bug this guy illegally. And he's like, OK, I'll do it for Miami Heat tickets. But he's not a cop. Oh, no, but he works for the department, doesn't he? I know. He's a convict. Is he? Yeah. In the first movie. He's oh in, he's yeah, in I forgot that. That's right. He, he's just like I thought he was supposed to be working for the police because they don't do anything to set up those scenes or anything. It's just well, like, I think jump, he's jump, supposed jump. to work for them as a like hey a contractor. We, yeah, you won't go to jail. You work for us now, kind of thing. Like what the FBI mm. does. So I I mm. I think about this and I've never like put it into words. Maybe Nick, you can have an answer for this. But mm. obviously, all of these movies exist far outside the realm of reality. Um, but some of them feel like when they break certain rules, it takes away from the movie more than others, right? When I'm watching Ambulance, I'm thinking more like, like for instance, it, it, it's all like kind of like, yeah, this is all crazy, but it all makes sense in the context of the film. Mm. When you watch like a Seagal movie, it's like... Mm -hmm. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's all... But then in Absolutely. this movie, when they do certain things, it, like, takes me out of the film and being like, well, you, you can't do that. Like, that's too far. Like, what are the... Yeah. Do you guys have that? I, I think... I think watching this movie, I feel it's the closest thing you could compare, like, a Fast and Furious movie to. Because Fast and Furious, I mean, now the new ones are so out there. Yeah. But bad boys, like they're it, bad boys too. Especially, I mean, they're pretty out there. 
the yeah. shit that they do. It gets pretty nuts. Mm. What, yeah, I mean, um, Nick, that, you, you got a thought on that? Like Bad Boys One, I think as well is is kind of ridiculous considering, like, uh, even comparatively to Bad Boys Two. Like Bad Boys, it, like I said, Michael Bay lives outside this, just outside this realm of realism, and I think the mismatch in tones in Bad Boys Two comes from the fact that Bad Boys One focuses so much more on the action less so than the comedy whereas i think bad boys 2 is trying to integrate the two so much it's trying to make the violence kind of funny by being so ridiculous when you're throwing dead bodies off the back of a truck you they're going for a laugh ultimately uh mm. or the the only or even the highway chase i guess you could say it is so ridiculous that you can't help but laugh whereas the action in bad boys the original for me i was like oh this is like serious this is like there's actual stakes here people can die uh and mm. even though you got comedic moments throughout the film they're they're adjacent to each other not trying to mix them together like bad boys 2 does and that's why i feel like it feels like out even more outside the realm of realism because it is so fucking stupid in every facet that you can't really sit there and go oh this would make sense in the world of even bad boys or even Michael Bay. It's interesting what you said in there where you, you said in bad boys, there's you, you feel like there's a chance like somebody can die. Right. Mm. Well, in bad boys too, <laughs> the, the freeway car chasing yeah. where co- yeah, right? cop cars are fucking blowing yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the, and Will Smith the and sergeant just they just go right past those cop yeah. cars like they don't give a shit. But the sergeant uh, says at one point he says when he hauls him into the office he says I got two officers in critical mm-hmm. that's it mm. yeah. yeah that's no, yeah, no one died everything on no that. one died yeah. someone no one died yeah, I think it's true about, two. About, about people dying I think that that is what kind of like makes it whether the movie has weight or not. Because even right. when, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? The actor. You know I'm bad with this in the moment. He's in the trunk. Oh, yeah. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Who's, that guy, <laughs> put him in anything. I I love him. Pretty Incredible, funny to yeah. see him but, as just like a, but, a KKK meth head. In this yeah, one. when those <laughs> fake cops are like shooting up that, that car from the football player, like he's in the trunk. Yeah. Like yeah. driving, they're in that chase scene with him in the trunk. He should have been dead. Yeah. Like, I think that they would have completely... <laughs> I think that they would have completely changed a lot of my feelings about the tone of the film if they had have opened the trunk and it had been like him dead. I would have been yeah. like, they would be like, oh, fuck. And then the joy pants could be like, do you understand the fucking paperwork I have to fill out now? And it would been like, god damn it. Not, a, not But wouldn't again. that have just been one more thing? No, because then movie? they would have been like, god damn it, not again or something like that. And then it would not have been again. like, oh, okay, this is the world we live in. Right. The world we live in is where there's no consequences everything's yeah i mean i I get what you're saying i think i think jumping off the first one obviously the first one is heightened incredibly Mm. but then yes this one goes to like a ridiculous extreme where it's like uh, we're in miami everything is beautiful it's a michael bay thing right like everything is beautiful all the people are beautiful the locations are beautiful the cars are beautiful we can't even like get in a chase sequence unless we're in like the best looking car possible and yes, it, these guys somehow can just live through all this stuff, and like, it's going even more comic booky than mm. than he had been in the first movie, which is saying something because Michael Bay is over the top to begin with. I do think it would be hilarious if everyone they got involved with died. 
though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would just be a, a thing of like their actions have no consequences because as they're trying to take down one guy, they've like killed like 30. Yeah, I, th- I think that yeah. would be really funny if if every person they interact with just is like, oh, that person's dead now and that person's dead now. <laughs> and then you're like, OK, so everybody's going to die. We know the heroes aren't going to die. No. But like everybody around them is gonna die. It just would have been like, yeah, like let's just let's kick it up to that like surrealist notch of like, yeah, nothing fucking matters. This is all just a big farce. It's a joke, hmm. and then you can just focus on the stupidity of the action. But I like mean, they try to give it stakes by having her kidnapped. She's kidnapped, yeah. and then she's brought Gabrielle Union, and she's brought to fucking Cuba, and mm-hmm. then they like have the whole scene where it's like, we're not gonna need passports because if we fucking die, then like there's no blood, whatever. And it's like they're going in like commando style there at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, it's all I don't know. I just think that like I I can't put my finger on it. Nick, you're a smarter person than I, than I. I think eventually you're gonna be able to just succinctly put this into a few sentences. But there there has to be <laughs> no a pressure. word for like how the uh, specific beats of a movie mm. when they're not done properly completely just be like oh i just can't exist in this world i it's it's either too fake yeah for the for the premise or it's too fake for like the i don't know the i don't i, I can't even do it it's, it's like it's like there in my brain but i can't mm. put my finger on it no i know what you're saying as well and it's one of those things where it's like a noticeably almost annoying when you're watching those sorts of things, because you kind of sit back and go, you haven't established anything for me that this should be as ridiculous as it is. Like there is nothing within the framework of character, <clears throat> pardon me, of characters or story that I should believe that this level of surreal action fits within this world. <sighs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're so like used to Marvel and, and stuff now where we sort of forgive it a bit more now that like action is on another level of ridiculousness in almost everything that today it's probably a little bit more accepted. But in 2003, this is probably the <laughs> yeah. equivalent of like what we're watching uh, as a Marvel movie. It is so suppose, yeah. fucking crazy. Because yeah. like in a Marvel mm. movie, like thousands of people are dying. <laughs> Yeah, and like build, and we, cities are getting and we wiped never out. think about it, no. which is like I think why the boys is such an interesting like yes. departure from that. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, huge fan of the comics we've talked about, and and the show I think is just so amazing um, mm. because I don't care what they do on that show; I'm just here <laughs> for the ride. But like you're you understand, but in the boys. There is no it's you're just here for the ride. Nothing can be too outlandish. Nothing can be too crazy. You're just like I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. Just I'm in your car. Just take me to the destination. I don't care how we get there. Yeah. But should we talk about like actual points in this movie? (laughs) Well, like like we like I said, like the plot is incredibly thin. Like you have some of those same sitcom elements like they had in the first movie where the first one, it was like Tia Leone and like they did this thing where they switched places and lied about mm-hmm. who was which guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marcus had to pretend to be Mike through the whole movie and stuff. And no, this one, you have Mike Lowry. It's not Mike. It's Mike Lowry. Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so then in this one, they kind of try to repeat that with like, Mike is hiding from Marcus the fact that he's dating his sister and Marcus is hiding from him the fact that he has like put in a transfer to because he doesn't want to be partners with him anymore. Um, and then so they, their relationship in this movie is a lot more 
combative than in the first movie, which was already a bit. But in, yeah. the, in the first. Okay, one. so that being said, though, it it's not believable. <laughs> like it's not believable that he <laughs> wants to transfer. It makes yeah. Will Smith is like the bad guy in this movie. He kind of is right. Yeah. Like he's a total dick. He's always just doing whatever, disregarding the law whatsoever to yep. do every every single thing. Mike Lowry is like I'm a good cop with a family. Like, I'm a human being. Marcus, you mean, yeah. Mark, yeah. You're a fucking, you're a psychopath. Yeah, he's kind of a psycho, right? Like, you're a straight <laughs> psychopath. And he doesn't give a shit about everything. And he's always just like, you know, quit being a pussy and, like, let's do this illegal thing in order to bust these ecstasy dealers. <laughs> it gives a shit. It's just, it's just ecstasy. I like, mean, I think we're supposed to have, and they don't really dwell on it for very long, but... Like they were supposed to have this idea that it's some kind of souped up version of ecstasy that is killing people. So it's MDMA. Yeah, it's right. MDMA. Yeah, it's MDMA. Gives a, yeah. yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like it's not Dex- fentanyl. Ye- yeah, yeah, but they, Dexter they was don't... a serial killer. In, sorry, um, Dexter was a serial killer in Miami, and he didn't have this much police presence after him. <laughs> let alone having a yeah, fucking yeah. what, like maybe like a couple of kilos. Of of the good juice, you know what I mean? Like it, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking. But you're right. Will Smith is the bad guy of this movie because everything he does, whether it's to Martin Lawrence, to the bad guys, to the police force, is just so against the grain for the sake of being against the grain. Like he's trying to intentionally be the thorn in everyone's side. And now, it's even when he like goes, <laughs> even when he goes and uh, he dresses up, and Martin mm. Lawrence is like. Well, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I like to look good. And it's like, dude, you, for who? For You're going against everything. It's like the fact that he's always driving his fucking Porsches or whatever. It's like, you're just a fucking dick. No yeah. one actually likes you. You're an asshole. You're a rich asshole. Oh, yeah, man, like maybe he, we were just discovering something. Here. No, but that's the thing. Like he, he never, and he doesn't really redeem himself. Like there's no actual like. At the end, they decide to be partners he again, but there's no too. good reason for that. He like, buys him a pool. He buys him a shitty above ground pool <laughs> above, again. That ground immediately, pool. <laughs> immediately breaks again. But like, but that's hilarious, right? <laughs> Stop tying your dog to it. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> How about uh, shoot the dog? <laughs> you shoot. You shoot oh, everybody now you're else just talking, in this movie. Now you're now just thinking like Michael Lowry. Yeah, Michael Bay the fuck out of this thing. No yeah. one's safe. Yeah, save the cat, kill the dog. Michael Bay. That's the Michael Bay book. So yeah, so ecstasy, the big, the big, uh, the big daddy, ba- the film. big bad drug. Like it's not cocaine. It couldn't be cocaine because Michael Bay is like, we're not victimizing cocaine. That's my favorite. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't understand. Like it's just ecstasy. It, it's not like they like don't even show people like dying. They show from the it. one. Guy. They show the one guy at the club, Peter Stormare's oh, club. Oh right. And they dump him in an alley, and then later when Martin accidentally ingests the two pills. And they go to the captain's house and he's tweaking out. Yeah, why didn't they just then give they, that? They, then they call poison control and they're like, you got to put him under cold water oh or he'll overheat and get brain damage. That made me so angry. I'm like, these cops who are so pissed off about ecstasy know nothing about ecstasy. And also, apparently a cold shower just makes your dick hard. It makes you want to fuck your wife and you're completely fucking sober. Give me to my wife now. I have a job to take care of. Like, you know he's going to just start taking ecstasy all the time, which is fine. He should be allowed to in his recreational time. I don't give a fuck what he does. 
<laughs> I think we're supposed to think that this particular batch of ecstasy that this guy sells is bad somehow batch. bad. But he took yeah. some. He took two pills. Yeah, yeah, he took two. He put two t- two so tabs why- of ecstasy, and he's fine. He was a hilarious. No, no, he had to have a cold shower. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He was a. He was hilarious. A. It True. was the funniest part of the entire movie. <laughs> it made him. It made him more in, in touch with his emotions for a while. Plus, he got his fucking heart on, like, which he couldn't get heart mm. for a long time. I mean, yeah, if anything, right. it's a wonder drug, and I feel like the police are trying to fucking push it down because it's going to do too much good. <laughs> That's it. I think. I think it is funny though. Like we were talking about that, it's so unbalanced in terms of. Like, Marcus is clearly the reasonable one, and Mike is clearly the fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... It doesn't try to be like, oh, no, Mike, you know, he has these good things about him, too, or or well, let's just see it from his side and whatever. Nah. It's It doesn't feel like it even tries to. It just is like, no, he is a complete raging dickhead. Narcissist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when he, uh, after he shoots, uh, shoots Marcus in the ass, and he brings him the pillow... The, the next day or like the little round yeah, the thing donut. and then the, the donut and then he's like oh thanks he's like yeah I got it from like the maternity shop so even still he's being like hey I know I just shot you I know you can't yeah, walk I know you can't get him. your dick hard anymore but also here's the cherry on top this is for women uh, fuck you Marcus like yeah also I think that 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 donut would actually hurt more because he got shot <laughs> yeah. on the cheek this isn't like a hemorrhoid issue this is a, <laughs> right. this is a cheek issue so it's like we do to- get that comedic <laughs> gold mine scene of, yeah. of them in like the Best Buy or whatever, oh, where they're like hell, on yeah. the screens. Did you guys oh, love that? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't there a forty-year-old version joke like that? Yeah, I mean that's a joke that we've seen in a bunch of movies. But yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta admit, I did chuckle a little bit in some of the stuff. But well, you're only it's human, all like Dustin. I know I'm only him. It's all like <laughs> you know, it all is basically a homophobic joke, and yeah. then like at the end yeah. that. The black lady is like, y'all need Jesus. You <laughs> motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Which in the early 2000s was comedy gold when everyone was Christian oh, yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. we all fell away from the cross. Before we all um, fell away. <laughs> fuck. Jesus Christ, man. This movie is a, this movie's a trip. I will say <laughs> the set pieces are pretty well done. Like, yeah, are yeah. Well done. yeah. The highway chase scene with the cars is coming anybody, off. Is anybody going to actually say, "Hey, you know what, Michael Bay isn't good at blowing shit up"? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the highway chase scene is is pretty unreal. The fact yeah. that they have the cars flipping and other the the cameras on other cars as they crash into those cars, yeah, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. Cool. Uh, and I love the Haitian shootout scene, like the whole that whole. Oh segment. yeah, James, didn't that do anything for oh, you? you? Oh, it definitely you did. It. <laughs> it definitely did. But that that is I a solid it. like twenty minute segment of the movie from the shootout out in the street, and then to when they go to like the safe, well not the safe house, but wherever the production lab, whatever the fuck, and just the way that camera spins around, I was like even now, I was like, fuck, that's pretty cool. Like he does action very well. Yeah, and he like they zoom in in the car, and he spins yeah. the car. And for some reason, Mike Lowry has a fucking <laughs> submachine gun in the back of his sports yeah, car. That he, <laughs> he's a cop. Why the fuck does he have? That's not police issue. Um, so jumping back to ambulance for a second, James mm. brought up something that was interesting when we were talking about that movie, where uh, 
I was like talking about how much I really enjoyed the drone footage in that film. Yeah. And James was saying that he actually found a kid who's like an amazing like drone pilot mm-hmm. yep. and like used him. Um, and I, I think that one of this is just a, a guess. I think Michael Bay does go and get other people's opinions and is like, yep. hey, I have this idea. I want to do something like this. And it really feels like he must be bringing on a lot of other people to be like, hey, I have this idea. You guys are the best at this. Yeah. yeah well, what I think we do? I think that's true. I think I think what he does is he finds who's ever the best at certain things, and then he just says, "This is what we're doing. Make it yeah. happen." And I yeah. and I think that, that some people might <laughs> be like, "Oh, that that you know that just shows that he's a hack." When in reality, I think that just shows actually he's kind of a visionary. No, you find the best yeah, people. He, to, yeah, because he doesn't yeah. care about like necessarily. Like, he obviously cares about getting the credit, but he's like, I don't care how I get there. Yeah, I don't care sure. who who I have to bring along with me or who I have to hire or anything. He's just like, I have these cool ideas. And these other people have these cool ideas. Let's make it happen. And I think that's really why in the end he's so successful because he yeah. is actually really good at being a filmmaker mm. and he's really good at finding these other people with these other things like, like James is saying with these um, different shots. Something that reminded me of this recently is, do you watch Barry, Nick? Yeah, I do, yeah. Have and we I'm, all caught up on Barry? Well, other than James, I don't think we watched. I James. haven't seen it. Uh, have you? Are we all caught up? Are you caught? I'm, up? I'm all caught up. Yeah. Dan, sorry, Dustin. Yeah. Um, the second last episode of Barry mm-hmm. has some absolutely insane action sequences, yeah. and things I've never seen really done before. And if I've yeah. seen them done, they've never been done that well. And it actually really reminded me of the best of Michael Bay. Well, yeah, but that's funny because it's almost like an inverse Michael Bay in a way. Like it's way more grounded in reality. I was it's way smaller stakes and like and the it's way, like the Matrix highway sequence, except they're on dirt bikes. But like it's kind of great is. because there's still a weird, especially in that scene in Barry. There's like a weird stillness in in that scene. Like the camera actually isn't moving that much. It's like it's no. mounted onto dirt bikes and the cars and stuff but it's the way it's framed there's so much tension in that so moment a, but i'm not like it, fucking like let's get our heart on for michael bay like ready to no, you right, know, shoot right. some fireworks yeah not at all but what, what i loved about that and what i thought when mm. i was watching this this the freeway scene mm. um in barry was have you ever been like driving in a car and everything's whipping past you really yeah. quick and then you turn around and then everything's going really slow Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's how I felt watching the Barry thing. For sure. And I think that what Michael Bay really does is he's like, this is the exact same thing. Same thing is happening. It's just about how you show it. Yeah. So it's just about like, are you showing it from going forward or are you showing mm. it from going backwards? Because you can completely yeah. change the tone based on that. And I think that's another thing that Michael Bay just understands. He understands like, if I put the camera here, it's gonna feel this way, mm. which mm. is. Is, is in itself like a fucking amazing talent. Oh god, yeah. And what do you what do we think of the the shootout with the Haitians in that uh, that a uh, building where he's like I love it. the camera is going around and around and circles yeah, through those Yeah, I actually doors. I like that scene. Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit. But that's so funny like t- taking it back to what we were talking about earlier about moments like and tone shifts in the movie that don't really match up. That's like I would have put that scene in Bad Boys and been like that's the tension, that's the stakes. Like that was a scene that genuinely feels like it has some weight in the movie. Anyone could die in that moment. It's played off quite seriously. There's some like one-liners here and there or like 
the the comedy is the confusing back and forth between like if I'll shoot you, you sh- I'll shoot you first. Don't fucking shoot me, whatever. Like between the Haitians and and the bad boys, but there was no real funny violence in that moment. It's a really tense standoff that leads to a really great shootout, and then has Marcus at and the then, end yeah, have his uh, one liner. Right, diffuse his joke. it afterwards, exactly. Yeah. Whereas there were so many other scenes in Bad Boys too that, like, like we already said, they mix the comedy and the violence together in a real miss in a mix, uh, mixed matched way. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Is, yeah, you got Marcus hiding behind the toilet in that scene, and it actually mm. feels like he's in danger a little bit. Obviously, yeah. we know he's not going to die because yeah. he's fucking main character. But, um, but there is there is more tension for sure in that shootout. Yeah, um, sure. and then Will Smith, you know, throwing the aerosol can or whatever, and yeah, all yeah, that stuff. There's no <laughs> tension in the in the chase scenes. No, no. I mean, I think the chase scenes are fun because oh, they're just fun. so big. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's um, sort of what like captures your attention at the end of the day it's just how crazy that those moments are and then we get even bigger for this that final huge well, series in cuba it, <laughs> it's actually hell. like so in talking about the movie it's like there's so much stuff in this movie that it's mm. hard to like it's a lot crammed it's a in hard there. to even remember every yeah. scene of what yeah. happens i watch and, half of it today that's why i remember <laughs> it oh, okay <laughs> Well, it's, at two and a half yeah. hours is no joke, right? Like it, it, it does not need to is be this long. long. Oh, it's two and a half right. hours long. Yeah, but you could like you can take the Cuba bit out. As much as I love when he, yeah, they're just yeah. oh yeah, they are driving through the favela, destroying the lives <laughs> of many. Yeah, many poor that was people. like a police, no. like Michael Bay saw police story with Jackie Chan. He's like, how <laughs> yeah. can I, uh, how can I outdo that? No, because they had to go to Cuba, and I know this. Is, John, shut up. But they had to go to Cuba to show that, no, it's the evil fucking Fidel True. Castro government yeah, that is actually course. funding all of this. That's right. And it's the, it's the good guy mm-hmm. um, rebels who have caught brothers in fucking America who are, like, going to help take right. down. Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure. Also, how many how many people did they kill driving through that those flavelas? But oh, no, they, they, uh-huh. So they, they solved that problem. Um, because there's a line of dialogue earlier on mm-hmm. that those buildings that they were driving through were actually almost always used by drug dealers to make drugs and repackage <laughs> right. them. Right. So that's what gave them the ability to like... So go, they're just bad guys. There's no like... It's okay. Yeah, there's no poor people there that had to, to you know, fucking support their family no, well, by working no, in the I, meth I, hut. Poor, pe- poor people like get the, into the drug trade, so they're, they're automatically bad. That's they're bad So now. they made yeah. that decision, Dustin, come on. Come but, on. Like, but like, the thing is, is that like a, a movie in the future... Like um, one of the Fast and the Furious movie doesn't even give those people anything because they also drive through buildings. So there we go. They just are like they're just poor. Vin Diesel shouldn't have been been poor. (laughs) Now he's taking it to space. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay, Nick. Do you remember the third Bad Boys movie? I do. In fact, I put that in my top ten of 2020. Oh, wow! Yeah, you, I really oh, fucking liked it. Did Nick, you, did you Nick. get a bag of that ecstasy from this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was still did on a dick residual. Finally get hard? I was on a residual okay. high from two thousand three. So, yeah. So in the third one, it, isn't there like a similar thing where you? Uh, 
you, they get to a point and it's like the movie's kind of over, but then they have to like <laughs> go it. to another country. Yeah, Man, the, I, I don't this, even remember now. There's this great shootout in a like. No, sorry. Like they go old to a mansion or something. The old abandoned mansion, yeah. And and that's where like the final 30 minutes of the movie takes place. And I do remember the second time watching Bad Boys 3. I sat there and I actually looked at my what? watch and I was like, "Oh fuck, like there is still 30 minutes of this movie to go." So now now I'm questioning why I put it in my top 10. Um it was a covid <laughs> year. Weird shit happened to all of us. Um yeah, it, but, but there was so, that happened in this movie too. There was like it yeah, was that's exactly what, that's 30, what I mean. That's yeah. thirty minutes because I that's I was watching it. I, I, yeah, I was watching. It. I looked down and I was like, "There's thirty fucking minutes left." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and like you, and like you're saying, Nick, like it, it does feel unnecessary that Cuba sequence, but there is fun stuff that happens. Oh shit! In yeah. The Cuba oh god, sequence. it's it's not slow. Yeah. It is action packed. So, but the so final James, bit why, is great. The grandma. I wish they had shot her though. That would have been oh, that, that would have been, that would have been more in keeping so with the tone of this movie. Bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> so James, here's my question: Why do you think that all of these movies have to have this like addendum attached to the end? Like why? Why is there? Well, this... I don't know. I just think Bane doesn't. I Bane James, doesn't know how to rein himself in. Yeah, I I honestly think it's he has in his head how he wants to end the movie, like the end set piece. So it's he crams all this other stuff in and he's like, okay, well, I have to get there. (laughs) So honestly, he could go another half an hour. He could go back to America and then have another shootout or something and be like (laughs) and then we say, okay, yeah, it's it's three hours long. But man, that's a great scene. This guy's like the sting of making movies. It's tantric (laughs) filmmaking. He's never he's never done. (laughs) He's like, he's like, he's like, the, the audience is his partner, and he's like, I'm going to go already, all day, I've already baby. made them come three times, yeah. but we're going for yeah. one more. Yeah, yeah, I've never. You've yeah. got that ecstasy boner going, so he knows you're yeah. going to be in there for the long, the I'm, long ride. Michael Bay's like, I'm holding it in, darling. Mm. Fucking, <laughs> let's go another half hour. Oh, Jesus. But I mean, the I scene just, where he shoots, they shoot the proximity mine or whatever, and blow up the. Mm. The guy's oh face. I was like, God. "Fuck, that's pretty cool." I said, no, that, like, "That was pretty cool." I fucking hated. <laughs> I hated that shit so much because, because in, in that in that unbalanced filmmaking way, I'm like, yeah. these motherfuckers would have been lit up so fast they would have all been dead. Like, oh, by the like they would have been dead Guantanamo like way guards. before they ever got to that. The, yeah, mines. the fact that they got that far into the minefield while mm-hmm. like. Firstly, draw, like crashing their car into it and then getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. While aiming, while aiming guns at yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, that's Guantanamo true. Bay military, known for their fucking... Um, restraint. Uh, restraint, yeah. <laughs> they really... You, well, they don't know. Those guys, they just claim to be American, you it's know? 2003 Amer- <laughs> it's 2003 Guantanamo Bay. There's a fucking yellow, like, Jeep coming at you. Yeah, those guys are going to be like, it's okay. Shoot some warning shots. Hit the engine block. They're probably American cops. Well, I think we are supposed to think that they were trying to shoot them at first when they are driving. But driving Mike Lowry is such a good driver. He evades yeah, all bullets. So good. I think Mike Lowry just is like apparently he's like this is what he does. <laughs> he says that like three times. I think that th- through this conversation, I've really come to hate Mike Lowry. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize how much movie. I didn't like him. Yeah, he's a truly horrible person. 
Yeah, that's I mean, true. that's how they, he's painted in this one. I, I don't feel like it was as bad in the first movie, but I don't know. Uh, maybe doesn't I'm... he sleep with Tia Leone? Yeah, I th- wait, does he? I think he does. In the first I one, he does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like he sleeps with the... He sleeps with everyone. He gets a blowjob from his therapist in this movie. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, <laughs> that scene? Oh, that, oh. Yeah. Oh, when I saw that, I'm like, really? Like, But you know who <laughs> thought Michael that Michael Bay! Was- you knew that was cool? 13-year-old Nick. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to go to therapy. I'm fucking yeah. gay. Give me some ecstasy and some therapy. This is fucking Mommy. great. Mommy, when can, when can I go to therapy in America? <laughs> uh, well, I imagine, know how to like, do it over there. Imagine like fucking kids from all over the world just watching like Michael Bay films and being like, one day when I'm older, I'm going to go to America and I'm going to go to therapy, and I'm going to become a police officer, just like Mike Lowry. <laughs> he's my hero. <laughs> I just remembered the scene where they're in the morgue, and he's, like, digging in the body to try to find the drugs and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Martin Lawrence knocks the top of the guy's brain yeah, pan yeah, off, yeah. and the, like and you can like see green. the gross, like, brain, rotten brain inside Ugh. his head. I was like, this is actually pretty gross. It's very gross, scenes. yeah. Like and then and then you know for the the bat the final bad guy when Martin shoots him in the head mm. blows his brains out and then he falls on the mine and then we get that like afterwards he blows up and his fucking like torso and his guts fly well, you everywhere see yeah. you see the hole in I thought his you'd be head. all about that stuff James I liked That's it right. it didn't really fit with the movie James, don't get me wrong no man like no I I was my I was uh, I was Martin Lawrence in those moments I was Martin Lawrence in the bathroom um, I wanted to see my wife for a second but like he gets his head blown through and then his body blows up there's no harm to anyone else no i know but that that is like the michael bay satisfaction it's like here's the satisfaction that he he dies but here's the also the satisfaction that he completely blows up and then so it's like on top of it so you just double you just double come and then will smith just (laughs) twice double comer Will Smith just like fucking tiptoes through the minefield because you know how mines are always above the ground, oh, yeah. so everybody can see them. You can see like a you can mine. See the little sticks. Yeah, yeah. That's how mines work. That's why we need rats to find them because like fucking the mines are showing. Oh yeah, that's that's the other you mentioned rats. That's the other thing I remembered about this movie where the, the rats, he, yeah. he's like they fuck like us. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike, they fuck like us. <laughs> now that is funny. I don't care how <laughs> old you are. Man, now I'm a child. That's funny. <laughs> are there any moments that we missed in this movie that we have that we scenes or action sequences or anything that we should touch on before we get to our ratings? Not that I care about, no. <laughs> no, Not I'm shocked Joe. Like I said, I wish that they had had to by this I point. wish they had. Sh- <laughs> I wish they had shotgunned the grandma down just oh, because yeah. it feels oh. like it just feels like it would have fit the movie more. Totally. Uh, what's the actor's name, Dustin? That's uh, the the Russian guy. Uh oh, oh, it's Peter Stormare. He's yeah. not Russian, but yeah, I like it when he gets drunk. Yeah, and he's all yelling because he's just a great character actor. He's just like he comes come to in. have a shootout by himself. And yeah, like so he's then funny. he just gets blown away though. It sucks. I know. <laughs> uh, I wish there was more of him. 
Yeah, could have used a little more Stormare. Oh. I don't understand why Henry Rollins is in that first scene and then just disappears. I, I was like, yeah, oh, he's, he's going to be in the movie. None of the movie after that, yeah. Yeah, and there's all that we didn't get into any all the DEA bullshit with his sister and all that stuff. But so stupid. Oh, yeah. so stupid, so forgettable though. <laughs> it's all stupid. And, yeah. yeah, Joey Pants is like, I, I got, I bought stocks in Pepto Bismol because of you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking shut the fuck up, Joey Pants. Fire them. <laughs> They're fucking obviously bad cops. They're not good at their job. Your your department is fucking corrupt as fuck. And maybe you should be investigated because you're a bad boss. <laughs> it's like the, he's going. It's like the classic, you know, the chief has to ball them out kind of shit. But I don't McGarnacle. know. I know, but but by the third movie, it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, there's fucking four lethal weapons. Yeah, but that's grounded in reality. Yeah, okay, look, that's real. <laughs> that shit could happen. Living it did. Like it's Rockford based on a true on story. The yeah. always, there's always a bomb under the toilet. You never know. You never know. Yeah, how's uh, how's Australia's own number one son, Mel Gibson? Millie uh, J. How, uh, how, how's I, uh, he received these days? Oh, we forgive and forget in Australia. Obviously, uh, his latest <laughs> his latest film, the critically panned Father Stew with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, oh right did gangbusters here uh i think it played in like 10 cinemas in the country uh which is which is pretty pretty great for australia no uh, he anytime he sort of pops up in the news it's always with the the preface of hey remember when he was and still is a a drunk racist misogynist (laughs) uh but also made apocalypto and we go oh yeah that's right good for him so, <laughs> yeah, but that, was, that, that was a good movie. Yeah, he's a good filmmaker. Though, right? Great so. filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, all right, so should we do Nick's numbers last? Yeah, sure. We'll do yep. Nick's numbers last. All right, uh, James, give me what do you got? What's your scores? All right, so uh, my uh, so for plot, I got three action kills, eight pacing, three. Uh, quotes and tropes five overall six which i think is generous i think i it should be a five but anyways overall it's a five for me uh I, so john i'm going with a reaction to a six and sorry a five and overall 5.4 uh my reaction was a six i mean i i gotta admit i had some fun with this even though there's tons of problems with it and it's you know like half the jokes are terrible and half of them are funny i don't know i still kind of had some fun because of how ridiculous it was so my score is a six my overall react or sorry my reaction is a six my overall score is a 5.8 so nick let's put your numbers in there do you want so my numbers here are for plot i've got four action and kills i've got seven pacing i've got four quotes and tropes i've got six and my personal reaction is six. Okay, so Nick, your your overall score ended up being a five point four, same as John. So I think that's what our final altogether score ends yeah, up. Yeah, so overall it's a five point four, which means we have a five way tie. Holy oh boy. shit. Uh so at one twenty seven we have Roadhouse Solo. The the Wraith. Uh, Tomorrow War and Avengement. Hmm. Well, I can go first. Go ahead, John. Uh, this is going behind Roadhouse. 
Ahead of the Wraith. Ahead of the uh, Wraith, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll save you for last, Nick. James, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to agree with John. I kind of want to put it behind the Wraith, mm-hmm. but it does have some like amazing action sequences. So for that, I'll put it behind Roadhouse ahead of the Wraith. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I agree. I, there's part of me, too, that wants to say behind the Wraith because the Wraith is a shorter watch and it's just weird and it's just fun. weird and fun it's not just shorter it's an hour shorter. <laughs> it's an hour shorter but there is way more like actual technique to the action sequences in this and like there is funny stuff in this there is there is a lot of enta- entertainment in this that if you just condensed it down and chopped out at least half an hour of it you'd have a if, really yeah if you took 45 minutes out of this movie <laughs> yeah. i think it goes up by like yeah. a lot yeah uh, Nick, though, what do you think? Have you, you know, so I have. I've never seen the Wraith, and I've just looked it up here. And Charlie Sheen's <laughs> almost winning me over uh, <laughs> for this one. Oh, here. by the way, he, another actor for which there is no problems. He's also in it for like he's in it for like ten minutes. Even better. Yeah, 10 even or better. Um, I, I, I'm the same as you guys. I want to put it behind Roadhouse because I feel like I have more nostalgia with Roadhouse because it was like one of the first action movies I watched with my dad like and and a lot so I'm gonna go behind Roadhouse and I'm gonna go in front of the Wraith because I still think it's better than Tomorrow War yeah oh yeah yeah oh it's definitely better than Tomorrow War (laughs) yeah that movie sucked (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys so we're all we're all in agreement and uh, it's so it's the new what James number 128 128 Roadhouse still dangerously low (laughs) Yeah. Shame, shamefully low but would you ever we'll would you ever that. revisit would you ever go back and and change roadhouse well you know we episode? did it first we did that for stone cold and i yeah. feel like there are a few movies that would that deserve another look for us but it's uh, funny after watching what this is like the 200 second 201st or second one you guys have done right it's funny how much you, can change yeah. once you've watched you know over 200 action films and hey, broken them down. You want, for yeah. me, you want the your perspective is, definitely mm. cha- changes. Yeah. The key is you never look at your old reviews. <laughs> yeah. Just ignore them. Yeah. Because then, then, then you are beholden to no one. That's true. You Not even what? yourself. You're right, John. Bad Boys for Life is a top 10 movie. Thank you for reminding exactly. me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> hey, you know, man. Oasis, they said it best. Uh, they said, don't look back in anger. Um... <laughs> I think that was Oasis. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> uh, he knew. Of course you knew. Yeah. Well, you, well you the son of the queen. <laughs> little, yeah, yeah, little, little convict son of the queen. Little, God bless the queen in England and the love Oasis. I think that's before national anthem we, for uh, Before we dip, Nick, I want to give you a chance to do your, your shout outs, your... Uh, your why, why is this word escaping me? Your yeah, plugs. My plugs. Yeah. Where, yeah. where we can find you. Look, when I'm not when I'm not trying to avoid talking about Expendables three on the Action Action <laughs> podcast, uh, I was all my movie reviews are on Instagram at Nick's Flicks Fix. I do the sixty second uh, video reviews. I have a podcast called the Monthly Movie Marathon with a Rotten Tomatoes certified critic Peter Gray. We talk about movies leading up to a big release, uh, and I guess the big one at the moment is I, I write for a company in Australia called Nova Stream Network, and I've been really lucky to do a lot of interviews and stuff uh for them so it would be really appreciative if people go and read the interviews because the more they get read the more i get to uh, talk to people like 
potentially talking to Chris Hemsworth on the red carpet for Thor. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see what wow. happens. So, so what's that like talking to? Is that like talking to like Australian Jesus for you? <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, like we hold him on such a pedestal; it's it's ridiculous. But then, like, I mean, he is a god. Who is like he is yeah, like god. who is like. <laughs> who is like right now? Yeah. Who would be like the biggest star, like pop movie star, TV star? Like, yeah. who is it for for, for Australia? It be, I feel like Chris Hemsworth for actor, Margot Robbie for actress. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, the two of them are pretty interchangeable in that in that regard right now. Like Thor, Marvel, obviously, but then Margot Robbie is just mm-hmm. making waves in, in her own way. So they're yeah, our Barbie biggest claims. Barbie, yeah. I'm very Those, intrigued by Bobby. Those stills, I'm very intrigued by Ken. I'm not hey. gonna lie. Hey, hey, that's that, gonna be the gayest shit I've ever seen. And I'm not gonna say that I don't that, like it. That cowboy I hats, I like it a lot. Cowboy hats taking me back. 2005. I saw a headline. Right back I saw it. I saw a headline today that just said, like. I am like I would kill somebody to know the plot of the Barbie oh, movie, and I'm like, yeah, you. I'm I'm there with you. <laughs> Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach have written a Barbie movie. Like, what fucking reality do we live in? This is the multiverse uh, of madness. This is what I want to know. Yeah, how, when did we switch out of like the worst possible like, universe and like? Yeah, we're finally getting back on track. Yeah, we're getting back on track. <laughs> That's great. Well, thanks so much, Nick, for coming on again. No, thank but this you, is, This is it, buddy. Next time it's Expendables 3. Hey. We're not avoiding it anymore. <laughs> I do what I, I'll do what I gotta do. I'll do what I gotta do. Uh, <laughs> gotta get ready for that fourth one. I'm okay, Nick, if you pick a different movie. <laughs> John, shut up. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. You can find us on Action Action at Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. That's where our list lives, Action Action Podcast. And check us out on Patreon. Give us some money. Give us some hard-earned money. Just just give it to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, just give it, just to, give us. it to us. No strings attached. <laughs> All right. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. He's got skies. <laughs>